0: The Lord be with you. Thank you very much, and welcome to Pillar Tonight. My name is Jonathan Gabhart, and I'm one of the pastors here. If you're visiting with us this evening, or if you're new to church or just checking out faith, or maybe you're here eager to sing, excited to pray, wondering about the story that Christians love to tell year after year, wherever you're coming from tonight, We welcome you. It's a privilege to share this evening together. There's a worship folder full of songs that we'll sing together tonight. I hope you found one on your way in. And as our evening ends, we'll gather around the table for communion, and then you're invited to grab a candle, make your way out to the front sidewalk where your candle can be lit, and we'll end the evening by candlelight singing together, What Child Is This?, So after communion, you may want to grab your coat if you don't have it already. We'll be singing outside. But before we get to the table, before you grab a candle, we're going to share a story together. John and Jenna and myself, we're going to share a story of the infant child, a story of the virgin mother, the unmarried father, a story that has been told again and again, age after age, by hundreds and thousands and millions of people. The prophet Isaiah readies our hearts for the story this way.
1: The child has been born to us. A son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders. And he shall be named Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
0: Tonight we're going to tell that story. The story of the child born, the son given, because it's true and because we need to hear it. Let's begin the story by singing. Uh, So would you join me in Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence? We'll sing verse 1.
2: Isaiah says, a child has been born for us. It's remarkable, really, don't you think? The one who made the world, the one who whispered and the oceans began to roar, who winked and the mountains emerged, the one who breathed life, into existence, took on what he made, a child has been born for us. In order to understand the magnitude and the magnificence of what we're celebrating this evening around the globe, it's, it's good to go back to what Isaiah had in mind. I want you to listen to the story of all things coming into being. Remember, a child has been born for us.
1: In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet on the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no one to till the ground, then the Lord God formed man out of dust. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. Then the Lord God said, "'It is not good that the man should be alone.'" I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken." Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed.
2: That's what Isaiah had in mind when he said, a child has been born for us. God took on the thing he made. There's this line, that was Genesis 2, by the way, there's this line towards the end of Genesis 2, you just heard it. They were both naked, and they were not ashamed. Naked, a physical description, sure, but a a metaphor, too. They were vulnerable. They were transparent. They were needy. I'll make a helper. They were needy. God took on what he had made vulnerable. Transparent. God became needy. God became became needy for life from the life he made. And he did all of this in order that we might become like he is. C.S. Lewis in a book titled Mere Christianity says, God will make the feeblest and the filthiest of us. Into a dazzling, radiant, immortal creature, pulsating all through with such energy and joy and love and wisdom as we cannot now imagine. A bright, stainless mirror which reflects back to God perfectly, though on a much smaller scale, of course, His own boundless power, delight, and goodness. The process will be long and, in parts, very painful. But that's what we're in for. Nothing less. A child has been born for us so that we might become as He is. Uh, or John Chrysostom. The great fourth century preacher preaching on Christmas morning 1600 years ago. For this he assumed my body, that I may become capable of his word. Taking my flesh, he gives me his spirit. And so he bestowing and I receiving, he prepares for me the treasure of life. He takes my flesh to sanctify me. He gives me his spirit that he may save me. God became needy. God became vulnerable. God became transparent so that we might become as he is a child. Has been born for us.
0: That creation story is one of the great chapters of the Christmas story, and the reason we light this candle on Christmas Eve. God became what we are so that we might become as God is. A child has been born to us. Let's sing together, I wonder as I wander.
2: Isaiah says, a child has been born for us, a son given to us, a son. Just after God made the world so good, God saw everything that God made and he thought very good. Just after God made the world so good, the world began actually to ache, to ache for the son. You probably have heard what happened, uh, maybe. Uh, the, the first man and the first woman, they, they ate of the fruit they were told not to touch. And they saw not how impressive they were, but actually how vulnerable they were. They saw that they were naked, and they were ashamed, and they were afraid and they hid themselves naked, afraid, ashamed. That, that story seems to repeat itself, afraid, ashamed. So they hid themselves from one another and they hid themselves from God. That, that story seems to repeat itself too, we hide. God, the one who made them, went after them. He, he said to them, where are you? And the man blamed the woman and the woman blamed the serpent. And you can understand God was growing impatient with all of the blaming. Uh, So uh, God spoke clearly to the man and to the woman and to the serpent. Listen to what he said.
1: The Lord God said to the serpents, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pangs in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children, yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return from the ground. For out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you will return." The man named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made garments of skin for the man and his wife, and he clothed them.
2: Could you hear the, the quiet whisper of promise in the thundering voice of judgment? It's hard to hear. I, I'll grant you that. But maybe you heard it. I will put enmity, God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. A son given to us. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. The offspring of the woman points to the offspring of the virgin. A son has been given to us. Christmas, Christmas. I know we love to bake the snacks and to sing the songs and to enjoy family time around the tree. Christmas is a call to war. Christmas means battle. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. He will strike at your head, you will strike at his heel. The serpent's been nipping at our heels for a long, long time. And Jesus Christ, by his life, death, and resurrection, has crushed the serpent on its head. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours, a son given to us. I could tell you like Chrysostom earlier. Uh, listen again. For this day, the ancient slavery is ended. The devil confounded, the demons take to flight, the power of death is broken, paradise is unlocked, the curse is taken away, sin is removed from us, error driven out, truth has been brought back, the speech of kindliness diffused and spreads on every side, a heavenly way of life has been planted on the earth, angels communicate with men without fear and men now hold speech with angels, a son given to us.
0: Christmas is a declaration of an all-out war, and we light this candle. A child has been born to us, a son given to us. God sent his son to strike the serpent's head. Sing together, Savior of the nations come. Because the battle remains real, because the serpent continues to strike at our heels, we fight too. We resist evil in all its form. We participate in good in every way it shows up. So tonight we're going to take an offering, and the entirety of the offering will go to an organization called My Brother's and My Sister's Houses, homes here in Holland to provide safe and affordable housing for adults with disabilities. If those who are prepared to receive the offering could join me here. And as the offering is being received, we will sing together in the bleak midwinter. So you're welcome to join in with us.
2: Isaiah says, a child has been born for us. A son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. Authority, that's a complicated word. Authority, it requires responsibility. It implies a certain amount of power. And power can get used even the best intentions with power end up turning in on themselves. But, but God in Jesus Christ subverts the systems of power. Authority rests upon his shoulders. Listen to the way Luke describes it.
1: In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engage, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end.
2: The angel said, He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High God. The Lord will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob. Of his kingdom there will be no end. Authority rests upon his shoulders. Jesus Christ inverts the systems of power. He turns them in on themselves. He turns them upside down. Authority shows up by way of humility. Authority shows up by way of compassion. Authority shows up by way of tenderness. Authority shall rest upon his shoulders. Uh, Irenaeus, an early church father, uh, speaking of Christ's authority, The words authority upon his shoulders figuratively signify the cross to which his arms were nailed. The cross was and is the disgrace for him and for us for his sake. And yet it is the cross which he calls his authority, the sign of his kingship. Jesus Christ turns it all upside down. You want authority? Go the way of kindness. You want authority? Go the way of humility. You want authority? Go the way of gentleness. You want authority? How about the fruit of the Spirit? You want authority? Let the little ones come to me, for as such as these the kingdom of heaven belongs. You want authority? Lose your life. You want authority? Anyone who wants to save their lives must, must give it up. You want authority? It shows up in the cross. Authority rests on his shoulders.
0: And so we light a third candle tonight. A light to shine and remind us what authority looks like what authority acts like, what power really means. Our next song, Be Strong, Do Not Fear, might be a little tricky to sing on the first go, so feel free to listen and reflect on the words. Uh, You can join in as you feel comfortable with the song.
3: to those with fearful hearts be strong Oh, 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 oh. Water will rush from the wilderness and streams from the desert. Say to those with fearful hearts. and the will grow
2: Isaiah says, A child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he shall be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The best adjectives Wonderful, Mighty, Everlasting, Peaceful. Maybe believable in the dim light of a sanctuary on Christmas Eve. But what about the past week when the train derailed off of, onto I-5? Or, or what about what will happen this week when the conflict ensues again? Wonderful, mighty, everlasting, Peaceful? Christmas is the promise. The one who came to inaugurate will come again to fulfill. Listen to the way Luke tells it.
1: Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. For this is the sixth month for she who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
2: There it is, that's the great Christmas promise. Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. Though the reality of our days and the circumstances of our week may suggest wonderful, mighty, everlasting, peaceful, may be a pipe dream, Christmas says nothing will be impossible with God. The one who came once, the one who will come again, promises to make all things new to make it all right. The lion and the lamb will lie down together and there'll be peace on earth. Swords will become plowshares. Spears will become pruning hooks. Nothing will be impossible for God. Every tear will be wiped from your eye. Death will be no more. Mourning will become dancing. Pain will will become rejoicing. Sorrow will go to sleep forever Never to wake again. Nothing will be impossible with God. Finally, the best adjectives will rule. Wonderful, mighty, everlasting, peaceful. They'll rule all day and there'll be no night. Wonderful, mighty, everlasting, peaceful. Nothing will be impossible with God.
0: And so we light a candle. Because the one who came once will come again to make it all new and to make it all right. Nothing will be impossible with God. Let's sing together Silent Night. There are two verses printed in your worship folder.
2: child has been born for us a son given to us authority rests upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace If you believe Jesus is Lord and you acknowledge him as Savior, you're welcome at this table. If you're not at that place in life or faith, I don't want to ask you to do something that would be inauthentic to who you are. Uh, You're welcome to come forward, simply greet those who are serving. And then for all of us, after you've come to one of the five stations in the front, you're welcome to make your way back by way of the outside aisles, right outside. So you may want to grab a coat. There are candles in baskets just in front of the double doors on your way out. You'll light a candle off of Jenna's candle or one of the other candles lit out there. We'll sing carols until everyone is out there when we'll all sing together, What Child Is This? If those who are prepared to serve communion could please join me here. There's a gluten-free, vegan-friendly station at the Vreda Vogue's are serving. If that's beneficial to you, come as you're ready.